Hey guys, Michael here with Wedding Videography School. If you're looking for a solid and reliable contract that you can feel good about sending to your clients, look no further than the WVS contract, crafted by a licensed attorney in the state of Colorado. It might just be the best contract for wedding videographers in all of North America, or even maybe the world. Uh, hard to know. Regardless, if you're unsure of whether the contract you're using right now is good enough, go to WeddingVideographySchool.com right now, enter the password podcast, and start protecting yourself and your business today. guys, Michael here with WeddingVideographySchool.com. Hope you guys are having a great week, a great day. Oh, I know I am. Uh, sitting in my car again with my mobile podcast recording studio. It's my uh, Tascam DR100 Mark III and my SM58 microphone um, with a new three-foot XLR cable, uh, which is an unusual thing to be excited about, but I was carrying around like a six foot cable before and it just felt kind of awkward. Uh, but now I got this little three footer and I don't really need, uh, a bunch of cable when I'm sitting in my car recording. So, um, yeah, it's sort of a dorky thing to be excited about, but I'm excited about this three foot XLR. So, uh, all right, today I want to answer one of the questions I get asked a lot. Um, I have two businesses that I run. One is a drone business, and one is my wedding videography business. Um, and so the people who know me know that I'm super into drone stuff uh, and wedding videography. So one of the most common questions that I get uh, from wedding videographers is, what's the best drone for wedding videography um and in my opinion there is a clear winner but first i want to go over the uh, dji drone lineup <clears throat> um you know gopro makes a drone called the karma i think they still make it uh i know when they first launched it they had some really big issues with it like i think the batteries were just dying and they were like falling out of the sky or something which is <laughs> Never a good thing. Um, there's also a company called, I think it's called Parrot or 3, 3, 3DR. Or I can't remember. It doesn't really matter. In my opinion, DJI makes the best drones. Um, they probably have the most recognized and well-known drone lineup. Uh, they offer a bunch of prosumer drones. Um and some professional drones. And they even offer like um, some pretty big drones that'll take up your, your you know, you could put your red uh, scarlet in the air if you wanted to. Um, I'm not into any of that stuff. It's a little too intense for me, and I don't own a red or an Ursa or anything like that. Um, so really no need for it there. Um, also, geez, I'd be like kind of scared to put a red or an Ursa up there. Um, I guess if you have really good insurance, then whatever, but then you still got to pay like crazy amount for the insurance. Um, so anyway, 
I I am going to walk you guys through a couple of the drones that I think are viable for wedding videography. And then I'll lay out kind of my um, my top one or two picks based on um, based on where you think you you know, what kind of wedding videographer you are and like what's important to you. I'll give you kind of two options that I think are the best. Um, okay, so we're going to start with the uh, DJI uh, Mavic Air. Um, this is a small foldable drone that's like the Mavic, but uh, it doesn't really have all the features that the Mavic has. Um, it is small, right? So that's a that's a plus. Um, back when I first started flying, I got a Phantom 3 Pro. That was my first one that I ever got. And it was kind of a pain. Like, I get that the Phantom isn't the biggest drone out there, but, you know, I did not want to carry that drone around and have to put the props on. Uh, for those of you who don't know what props are, it's just the propellers. Um, I didn't want to have to take those off every single time, so I got a big hard case to carry that thing around in where I could just leave the props on. Um, <clears throat> but it took up a huge amount of space. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I'm a big fan of these foldable drones. Um, yeah, the Mavic Air can do 4K video at 30 frames per second, um, which is great. Um, and it can do slow motion at 120 frames per second, but that's 1080p video. Um, I like the Mavic Air. I think it's a cool drone. However, it has one feature in particular that um, is missing, I think, and that's really just the on the uh, controller. It doesn't have the the digital display readouts, which I found very very handy because um, one time I was flying my drone and uh, the drone went beyond line of sight, which we're not supposed to do, um, but I did lose track of my drone and. It was really cold outside, and the battery on my phone uh, that I was using at the time was connected. The phone I was using is the screen, the display for the controller, which is what you do with these particular setups. And um, the battery on my phone just, like, conked out real quick, almost without warning. Um, and so then I was flying blind, basically, because I couldn't see my drone. I couldn't see the camera feed from the drone. Um, and I was left with uh, <laughs> I was left with just the controller. And thank God it had the digital readout because <clears throat> I was pressing the home button on the controller. Um, and on the phantom controller, you only had to press the home button once and the drone would come back to you. I was pressing the button over and over and the drone was not coming back to me. And I was like, what is going on? I think it would have eventually come back to me once the battery got to a certain point. But um, I was like freaking out because I could see that the drone wasn't coming back to me on the uh, on the controller because the distance is it displays altitude and distance and the distance wasn't getting any closer. <clears throat> But I realized that if I moved the controller around, I could see 
you know, if I brought, if I tried to bring the drone back to me, I could see if it was getting closer or farther away. And I could also see the altitude. So even though I was flying blind, I was able to get the drone back to me. I don't know that you would have the ability to do that on the Mavic Air. Um, yeah, you can just wait for the battery to run out <clears throat> or run low enough for it to, uh, shit, hold on. I dropped my phone. Um, you can wait for the battery to get low enough so that it, it just automatically does the return to home. But, you know, that's kind of risky because if you're, if the drone's far away, you want to, you might want to start that trip back sooner than when the battery hits, you know, 30% or whatever. So for me, I really like having that display on the controller. So for that reason, I'm not a big fan of the Mavic Air. Um, it's also a little bit louder than like the Mavic Pro, um, <clears throat> which I thought is weird because it's a smaller drone. So you'd think it would be quieter. Um, but when I was flying it, I noticed that it was a it was a bit louder than the Mavic Pro. Um, and I like things to be quiet. So. The other drone I want to talk about is the Phantom 4 Pro. Now, I expect that we're going to have a Phantom 5 at some point, um, but as of this recording, we don't have a Phantom 5. Um, the Phantom series is probably um, the best in terms of like what I would recommend for a wedding videographer. This is probably going to give you the best image out of any of the drones other than like the Inspire series, which honestly, I'm not going to talk about the Inspire series because I think for wedding videography, that drone is just overkill. I think it's, I think it's too big. I think it's too loud. I've seen it in person. I've seen people fly it and I've thought like, I've always, it's not like I don't want one. I do think they're really cool drones. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I just think it's intense. Like for wedding stuff, um, you want to be low key. You want to be approachable. That drone looks like a fucking bird. <laughs> like that thing looks like an, a crazy insect. Um, it's like, it's like a sky scorpion, that drone. So <clears throat> as cool as it is, and I, I really like it. I would love to have one. Um, yeah, just for wedding videography, I think it's too much. I don't think you need it. Um, I think you can get a really good image out of the uh, the Phantom 4 Pro. I can't tell you how much I value quietness. Like, um, I do not want to be out at a wedding venue and have people come up to me and, like, talk to me or ask me what I'm doing or, like, whatever. Like, I have a very limited amount of time to shoot weddings, so... I want to be left the hell alone when I'm flying my drone. Also, <clears throat> I hate when people like, I don't want to draw attention because there's a lot of venues now where they don't even want you flying drones. You know, there's like a lot of ski towns and, um, there's just a lot of towns in general where drones are starting to be frowned upon. So the less attention you can draw to yourself, the better. Um, yeah, the, the Phantom four pro is going to give you the best image um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think the Mavic pro two is probably the drone that I'm going to just recommend to everybody because <clears throat> I have the original Mavic and the Mavic pro two is like a step up from that. Now, is it worth upgrading to the Mavic pro two from the Mavic? I don't 
no. Like, I think I'm going to hold out and just get the Mavic Pro 3 because um, I think that particular drone is going to be pretty awesome. I I have really high hopes for that drone. Um, and that might be another year or so before they come out with that. So um, I'm, I think I'm just going to be patient, hang in there with my Mavic Pro. Um, but the thing I like about the Mavic Pro and the Mavic Pro 2 is I think it's the perfect blend of size and um, the perfect blend of like video quality. Now, obviously, I'm always going to want a better quality video. And the Mavic Pro 2 does improve on its video a bit. Um, but like I have a friend who has the Mavic Pro 2 and he basically said the best way I can describe it to you is on a scale of a hun- one to a hundred, a hundred being like inspire quality. He's like the Mavic Pro, the first generation of the Mavic Pro is probably, I'd probably give it a 70 out of a hundred, right? Seven out of 10. He's like the Mavic Pro 2 He's like, I'd probably give it an 8 out of 10. So it's a substantial difference, but maybe not enough of a difference to upgrade, right, from a Mavic Pro to a Mavic Pro 2. I do think that the Mavic Pro 3 is going to be awesome, and so I'm holding out for that. Um, I think that will be worth the upgrade, but... Right now, if you can afford it, the Mavic Pro 2 is probably the best drone for wedding videographers. Um, You can fold it up. It's quiet. The video quality is pretty damn good for the size of the drone. Um, It comes in two different flavors. You can get the one with the zoom lens or the hassle blot. One inch. Is it a one inch sensor on that one? I don't remember, but... I would just go with the better camera. Um, I don't the the zoom function's kind of cool, but it's an optical zoom, and I'm not big on optical zooms because <clears throat> they're never really that great. Um, if you're really into the idea of being able to zoom with your drone, I would maybe consider holding out for a Phantom Five because there are rumors that. They are going to have interchangeable lenses on that drone. So you might be able to throw a 35 millimeter on there or a 50 millimeter or a hundred or maybe like an 85 millimeter. I don't really know if that's going to happen or not, but that is kind of the rumor right now. Uh, So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But God, yeah, I think the Mavic, the thing about the Mavic line is it's, it's like a really affordable way to fly a drone for wedding videography and then upgrade it every couple of years to the next model. Um, There's a possibility that DJI might start raising prices on newer models of things. That's always a possibility, but yeah, I, I love the Mavic so much. It's it's not an aggressive, crazy-looking drone. It's not a scary-looking drone. It's not loud. Um, it's just a nice drone. And for those of you who are coming from maybe like a Phantom 3 Pro or something, for those of you who are still flying that, that old piece of garbage, <clears throat> I'm just kidding. I'd say that 
I'd say the image quality on the Mavic, the original Mavic, is about as good as the Phantom 3 Pro. Um, the reduction in sound, like the noise level from the Phantom to the Mavic, it like literally cuts it in half. The Mavic is literally like half as loud as the Phantom. So <clears throat> we'll see with the Phantom uh, 5 if they if they reduce the prop noise even more. I hope so because I think um, being able to fly without disturbing people on the ground is going to be more important as drones become more popular because that's like the one thing that people complain about the most, I think, Um is that drone sounds like a bunch of bees, you know. Um, that drone is annoying. I'm out on a hike, and I don't want to hear a drone. Like, I've had people come up to me on walks. <laughs> like, Or, like, I've even had, I've had people, like, literally walk by me and be like, oh, I forgot to bring my shotgun, you know. Like, just super passive-aggressively, like, walking by and saying shit because they're annoyed that I'm out flying my drone. Um so, yeah, and <clears throat> part of me is like, just fuck those people. Like, I don't give a shit. But the other part of me is like, well, I don't want to annoy people, right? Like, I don't want to be that annoying guy with his drone. So um, the more they can make him quieter and whatever, the better. And I'm just a big fan of that component of the Mavic is just like, how quiet can we get these things? How, like, how unobtrusive can we make these things so that, you know, I can go fly above um, a ski town that doesn't allow drones and they're not even going to know that I'm doing it. Right. Cause they're not going to be able to hear it. Um, that, that to me is super important. Um, because let's, let's be real. Like we all want to fly. We want to fly legally, but a lot of places are starting to, uh, <clears throat> put the kibosh on where you can take off and, uh, you know, you can't fly in our town and blah, blah, blah. And it's, uh, it's, it's a difficult time to be a drone pilot right now. So um, anything that makes it easier for us to kind of skirt the law, I suppose, and make it so that the people who are all up in arms and grumpy about it uh, maybe don't even notice it as much, that would be that would be super helpful. So my pick is the uh, Mavic Pro 2. Really like that drone. Um, I've got the Mavic Pro. I think I'm going to hold on till it onto it until they come out with the third generation. But, um, yeah, if you have the money, go for the Mavic pro too. If all you can afford is a spark, then hell go out and get a spark. And we didn't talk about the spark cause it's a little too low end. I think for most people, but it does shoot 1080p video. Um, and you can get a couple, I shouldn't say a couple, you can get some good imagery out of that drone to be really honest with you. Um, so if you're brand new to wedding videography and you want to do drone stuff, but you don't really have the budget for it, go out and get yourself a spark. I mean, start somewhere. Um, and at least you're getting the flying practice in and, and you can, you can just kind of get used to what flying, you know, what flying a drone is like and, and get the feel for it. Um, all right guys. So with that, I hope that helps some of you guys who are trying to figure out what drone to buy. Um, the Inspire is dope, but it's overkill. The Phantom 4 is really cool if your main priority is image imagery. Uh, I think I think hold out at this point, hold out for the Phantom 5 um, if you want a Phantom. And if you want a Mavic, I think the Pro 2 is definitely the 
the way to go right now. Um, but if you already have like a Mavic Pro, I would say hold off until the third one comes out because I think that one's going to be really, really cool. Uh, and if you can't afford the Mavic Air, um, then get a Spark. I, I don't think you can really go wrong with any of these drones. I just think the Inspire is a little too much for weddings. Um, if your main business is going to be going out and shooting drone video, then by all means, the, the Inspire is awesome. Um, but be prepared to pay way more for batteries and accessories and uh, lug it around. And insurance is going to be way more expensive because I, I feel like the Inspire is actually a drone that could potentially kill somebody <laughs> um like i feel like the mavics and stuff like you're gonna have a really hard time flying that into somebody's head and killing them i think the inspire if that thing dropped out of the sky you might it seems unlikely but i think you i think it's possible right anything is possible i suppose but i think those inspires probably could hit somebody in the head um, from 400 feet up and, uh, and, and do some pretty, pretty serious damage. So expect to have, uh, a higher insurance premium on that thing, but all right, guys, hope this helps until next time later. Hey guys, this episode of wedding videography school is brought to you by photographers wearing wide brim hats. Uh, Photographers Wearing Wide Rim Hats is the nation's number one wedding photography company, and for good reason. Uh, They are clearly the most creative, most unique uh, individuals out there, and their photography is so creative, I can't even begin to describe how creative it is. That's how creative it is. If you guys are working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats, then you're probably not working with the best photographers out there. So, um, you know, whether you're having a wedding, a birthday party, uh, or you're taking your kids to school, or you're hanging out at home, or going to the bathroom, you know, all things that you want photographed creatively, um, it should be done by photographers wearing wide brim hats. A lot of you guys, I know you're working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats. They might not be wearing hats at all. And um, that's a problem. If they're not wearing a wide brim hat, I don't know what the point of them even picking up a camera is. But when you work with photographers wearing wide brim hats, you know that you're always getting someone who's going to uh, give you the most incredible shots that you could imagine. So for your next event, whether it's a wedding, a birthday party, a family reunion, uh, your mom's pap smear, whatever the event, make sure that you hire photographers wearing wide brim hats um, to get the most creative still images captured, you know, one frame at a time. And that's what that's what photography is. It's, you know, you hear the click, click, and you know you got one frame. And then you hear another click. Sometimes you hear eight clicks in a row, like click, 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 click. Uh, that, they just got eight pictures. And maybe one of them is good. Probably not. But the photographer wearing a wide brim hat, they are going to call those photos later on. 
and you know really really select the eight or six shots that they got from the entire day um, that they stood in front of the videographer to get and they're gonna they're gonna edit those down into something truly magical probably um, probably just two eight by tens that you can put in the living room next to the closet door so give photographers with wide brim hats a call today and book them for your next event